black people with trying to change his way of life. And I want to make no mistake. I am trying to change his way of life. His way of life is consistent with when he gets frustrated, when things don't go his way, he gets to take up a gun, go to an area and terrorize black people. Like he wanted to terrorize all of us by just shooting a handful of us because he picked places where they're black people. Right. So like that's his way of life. And I need to change all of that. We should all change all of that now. And I think, you know, white people will be happier when I change their way of life. I've, I've seen their medicine cabinets. So I know they're not particularly happy right now. And that way of life has to go. That way of life has to go. And we need to change it because that's the way of life that armed him, that uh, uh, mobilized him, that gave him the right quality of entitlements. And make no mistake, he isn't like some... He's an outlier because he picked up a gun, but that guy doesn't pick up a gun and he becomes a prosecutor. He becomes a cop. He becomes a hiring manager. He becomes a board member that it's, he's not an outlier in terms of white national entitlement. He is an outlier in terms of how he chose to enforce it. Right. But make no mistake, there'll be other people who enforce it that way if the whites actually think that their way of life will be changed or they'll have to share power with like the likes of me. And here's the deal. At least in the South, there were so many black people and they were so degraded that if you're going to make black people whole, the white way of life is going to be untenable. The quality of entitlements they have to jobs, opportunities, and contracts, it's not going to happen anymore. They're going to have to share and they don't like sharing. And people say, I mean, I mean, you can't talk like this because if you can't talk like this, you can't form a multiracial coalition. Well, you know, multiracial working class coalition, we should be thinking about class and class only. Look, listen, right? So you'll say that like, we can get white people a raise at their job. And you know what they spend their money on? status because this has always been about status and you get status by not sharing power with black people so you'll say join my working class coalition you get to share power with black people but you'll also get a big raise and you care about the raise more than you care about like the hit the status hit you'll take um sharing power with black people the problem is since racism is about status and a lot of recognition is just about status they're going to do the calculus and think like all right so i take a status cut by sharing power with black people, but I get a raise and with that money, I just have to buy more status. So if I just cut out the middle person and don't share power with black people, I just get to just keep my status. And that's what I was going to spend my money on anyway. So I'll just, I'll just keep going being poor, working class and white. Um, and that's, and that's the calculus you're working with. And that is like, you're not going to talk you're not going to talk Gendron, the killer, out of murdering black people by giving him a raise. <laughs> if you give him a raise, if he made an extra five, ten dollars an hour, he's like, well, you know, I was going to shoot up black people because I thought they were um, going to uh, take over the nation I consider to be mine and my people's. But now that I get offered an extra ten dollars an hour, I'm not going to shoot them up. I'm not going to shoot them up. So that, that's never going to happen. That was never in the cards. That was not the, that was not the calculus going on, right? So for people who care about status, which is 
people and people who use money to buy status, which is a lot of people, offering them more money to take a status cut isn't going to work because they're going to just take the passive status. And, you know, and that's, and that's how it is. And that's what's at stake with sharing power with the whites. And so understand that if black people are going to be made whole, the whites are going to have to take a status cut. Are they going to take that status cut? How are they going to take that status cut? Not very well. Trying to tell them that like you can't, you don't have to take a status cut because we'll all be in it together. That's just not true. And nor is that particularly helpful. And I don't, I don't like lying to people because like the end is a democratic society and I'm just not quite sure the extent to which you can get a democratic society by lying to people. There, there are some sorts of, there's some sorts of projects that that kind of violence doesn't really, like I don't think this is one by a shooting war and I don't think this will be one by our politics of lying or spinning. I think you just gotta tell them what you're gonna do and do it. And like I said, I've seen their medicine cabinets. They're not particularly happy with the status quo right now. So I, I think uh, they'll be happier when, 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 when everyone's made whole, they take a, quite, they take a uh, little bit of a status cut, but overall, um, we'll all be better off and safer and kind of know who we are and what we are. We won't defend things that aren't ours, right? So there is an entire raft of, of, of stories that go into making a kid pick up a gun and go to a Buffalo um, grocery store and just start shooting up people. We need to dismantle all of those stories, figure out where they uh, come from, and then, you know, reconfigure those institutions because he didn't come up with that on his own. So I, you know, I say, I say that the great replacement or, you know, white nationalist talk is kind of like the skyhook, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar skyhook. You know he's going to do it, but you still can't stop it because like it's his go-to move, but like it's, it's, it's unstoppable. So what you have to do is cut off the pass. What you, have, you have to cut off the pass. You can't let the you can't let you can't let Kareem get the ball in the paint because he's gonna fake left, go right, and then I can do it with both hands. So I, I grew up in LA in the '80s, so this is this is these are the analogies you get. And so you got to cut off the pass. And how do you cut off the pass? He gets that gun from his mom at Christmas. So we got to figure out what variety of motherhood says give your kid a gun at christmas like we got to figure out what variety of motherhood says that and then address that variety of motherhood because that's that's not the only thing that variety of motherhood is doing right so um we have to cut off the past where else does he get those ideologies like if my kid picks up a gun and starts shooting people at a school or uh, or a uh a grocery store that's my fault i have done that so that i don't get i don't want to hear any stories about how my kid um you know was suffering or was radicalized by the internet no that's my responsibility if at any point in time any of my kids pick up guns shoot people that's on me and i have screwed up and we got to figure out why i screwed up and how i screwed up raising my kids so since the Gendron family's kid picked up a gun and started shooting black people because they're black. We got to figure out, that's on them. We got to figure out how and when and what were the institutions that go into screwing it up, screwing up your son, right? 
I mean, we, I, I'm not one of these guys who's going to blame the 18-year-old for doing that because that's so heinous. And that takes so, and it was so thoughtful and he wasn't crazy. This wasn't a moment of passion. This was like, huh, well, this is my country. I'm going to defend it from people who expect me to share power with them and will change my way of life. And part of my way of life is not having to share power with them. Both his parents were engineers. These are not dumb people, right? Like, and it's in the water, and I'll say this again, it's in the water. So if he doesn't, if he doesn't um, pick up the gun and shoot people, he becomes a hiring manager, he becomes a cop, he becomes, he becomes something else that's a problem for black life, right? So if black people are going to be made whole, it's going to radicalize a lot more people like him. And also, it's going to inconvenience people like him who don't know what it means to be an American. And what it means to be an American is to take up your fair share of the American problem, which is how to make black people whole not how to keep them subordinated. Now, right now, we teach entirely too many people that the American problem is how to continue the subordination of black people when they get uppity every now and then like myself. Instead, what the American problem is how to make black people whole. So we need to <laughs> reconstitute what people understand as the American problem and their American identity and how they fulfill their American identity and where they get their idea of what the American problem is and how to discharge themselves of their responsibility of handling the American problem. The correct way to discharge yourself of uh, your responsibility of handling the American problem is to use all of your institutional offices, including your office as a parent, but your office in civil society and your political office to make black people whole. Instead, what we do if, um, if we tell people that their responsibility in sustaining the American problem, in handling the American problem, is using all of their office to keep the current order of racialized degradation. And I feel like that's a problem. I feel like that's a, that's a, that's a problem, right? And, uh, you know, it's as big of a problem as you go to a black church, they'll tell you to find justice in heaven. And you go to a white church, they'll say that, like, well, you know, you just kind of deserve what you get right now. <laughs> and that is a problem that's for at least me and it's a problem that's a, a, a cultural problem that we need to fix if we're going to be made whole because right now I'll tell you again because you cannot say this enough why we need to invade the whites is because if black people are being made whole that's going to cut into their status that's going to cut into their status they're going to feel resentful and so like right now we got to get rid of of the entitlements and the institutional um, communications that confer these entitlements to a place that they don't they don't really they don't deserve right so what happened and i've said this before but it's worth saying again for people who just watched this video we had an, we had an american problem the american problem was after slavery we didn't know what to do with the millions of blacks we didn't know what to do with the number of black people in the US. We didn't know what to do with them. We didn't want to give them real property. We didn't want to give them real land. We didn't want to give them real sources. We didn't know what to deal with them. That was an American problem. So we, we did reconstruction. Reconstruction was working. It was, it was working so much that the, the gendrons of 150 years ago started shooting and hanging people. And, uh, you know, the white government kind of lost its taste of that, like, uh, uh, lost its taste. So it made a deal with the gendrons and saying like, all right, 
well, we won't, um, we won't police you. We'll let you have your little terrorist gang and handle the, 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 the blacks the way you want to, and we'll, we'll pull back reconstruction. And what we'll do is we'll make the American problem, which is the American problem, we'll make that a black problem. And we'll give all the white people a holiday from the American problem because we've made the American problem a black problem. We'll call it a black problem. Give you an American, give you a holiday from the uh, American problem, and we'll hire all these police people to keep the borders and contain the American problem in the black neighborhood, and while giving you uh, a resource holiday from that American problem. And you know what you can do with a resource holiday from an American problem? Well, you can build businesses, you can study for the SAT, you can read books, you can do all sorts of things because you have black people taking care of your share of the American problem. Um, so what, what happens then is that a few generations go by and the people who have been sequestered from or kind of removed from the American problem think that, forget that they're on holiday and think that this is just American life. And they make movies about how it's American life. And they talk about this as the American dream. And remember, the American dream is the suburban lifestyle um, with the white picket fence and all of that. And those suburbs were designed explicitly to distance themselves from the American problem. So the American identity gets grafted onto the American holiday. And uh, the, uh, the American identity gets grafted onto the areas of the American holiday, and we get a distortion notion of what it means to be an American. And then parents in that holiday region teach their kids a distorted notion of what it means to be an American. And they teach their kids uh, the notion of, uh, that what it means to be an American is not having to deal with, or dealing with, with on a discretionary level, with, a, uh, with the American problem that is what to do with all the descendants of, and the people, all the people we brought here to build the society for us, right? So we need to actually, and some people say that like, well, you know, black people, you just need to build your own self and you'll be fine. Like, no, we don't, we, no. First of all, this is America. We've been taking too much of our share of the American problem. So we should get time, we should get, recompense for our labor, but also recompense for having to deal with so much of the American problem for the last 150 years, as opposed to everybody taking their fair share of, American pro of the American problem. Right, so reparations is going to actually um, redistribute the American problem and empower black, and it's gonna be, make white life pretty much unrecognizable. It's going to make, like, white life depends on black degradation in the American South where there's so many black people. Like, our politics is going to be unrecognizable because the, the, Ameri the, the, um, the party and the, the GOP in the South is the white party. It's the white nationalist party. It's also the majority governing party, but it's the white nationalist party. Like, the state legislatures, it's just white nationalism. Um, and, like, and part of their project is like, you know, how do we make sure that we keep the blacks contained and yet still working for us, right? Because George is a third black, but the state legislature is, you know, it's the Klan, right? So 
white life is going to change. The way of life is going to change. The quality of entitlements is going to change. And anyone who's giving you either a lie that says like, well, when the multiracial working class coalition comes to power, your life won't change. That's, that's a lie. Your life will change. It's okay. It might get better. It probably will get better. Most people, will, just not in obvious ways, but it will get better. Um, people whose property values are based on white flight and racial panic, their property values are going to take a hit. They're going to have to share political power in ways that, uh, you know, they're not used to. And their dad told them that they didn't. And their mom told them that they wouldn't have to. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of white ladies are going to have to pay a little bit more for their childcare and cleaning. But um, we, need, uh, we need to stop pretending that Americans won't White Americans won't take a hit if black people are being made, are, are made whole. There's too much of life in American life that depends on black degradation. There are too many economies, there are too many economies that uh, depend on black degradation. And, and there are too many ways of life, not just economies, ways of life, right? Because right now, one of the entitlements of white parenthood is that you don't have to field hard questions about the American identity and your implication in it in, in the degradation of black people. That's part of the entitlement of American parenthood. That's why they're so ticked about critical race theory. Not because it hurts the kids. The kids are fine. They come home, they ask the parents questions, and then the parents get nervous. And the parents don't know the answers. And then the parents get resentful. And then the parents go crying to their um, uh, a school board meeting as concerned parents and concerned mothers. Um, about how they can't answer all of their kids' questions about the GI Bill and the racialized um, uh, affect of, of Social Security and Jim Crow. And where, how, how did Granddaddy get that government contract? Did he get it because he was a member of the Klan, like terrorizing the competition away? So the parents don't want to ask all of that. Um, the, the parents don't want to answer all of those questions. And so... And they feel entitled not to have to answer those questions, but you have to understand answering those questions is part of what it is to be an American. So what you're telling me is they feel entitled to not be American. So we need to invade and transform that quality of American identity that they feel is theirs, that they identify with themselves, that they shouldn't have to answer these hard questions. Jeopardize me, mom, papa's insurance, uh, not insurance, inheritance. They shouldn't have to answer those hard questions. So that aspect of white familyhood is going to have to change, and we're going to have to change it. And a lot of black people say, like, well, you know, if we just build our own, we don't have to deal with the whites. But that doesn't work that way because we live in shared governance. We have a, a nation of shared governance. So we're going to have to deal with them. And they're a majority population. We're a strong minority, but they are a majority population. So we need to actually change the whites. We need to change them. Um, and not understanding that's like the Ukraine saying like, well, we, can, we just have to build ourselves. We can ignore the Russians. No, if you really want a just peace, you're going to have to change the Russians. Because as long as the Russian thinks that Ukraine, the, the Ukraine is, your, is theirs, like you'll never have a just peace. You're going to have to actually, you're going to have to work it out a different way. So black people, if we're serious about being whole and being free in the United States, we're going to have to change the whites. We're going to have to invade all of the institutions that teach them the entitlement that they don't have to actually make black people whole. And it's not their duty as Americans as, and parents and as Christians to make black people whole. 
We're gonna have to change all of those institutions. And make make no mistake, that's all of their institutions. All of their institutions give them, uh, tell them that like making black people whole. All of those institutions um, tell them that make making uh, making black people whole will not uh, uh, either affect them or is not their duty as an American. Until you appreciate that, uh, you don't really get the fight, and because the fight is their institutions that they identify themselves with, but and identify themselves in and through, but are teaching them that our degradation isn't an American problem, isn't a Christian problem, isn't a family problem, and this is a uh, that's the problem, that's the issue, right? So. By the way, if you like what I'm saying, go ahead and go to www.funkyacademic.com, kick in five, fifteen, or fifty dollars a month, and let me tell you, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go on the offensive, and it's gonna feel like an invasion, and some people are gonna talk about it like an invasion, and I, I don't think we run away from it. We're not gonna shoot anybody. <laughs> we're gonna invade you with the truth. The problem is, what's wrong with you if the truth is so invasive? All right, so you have to ask yourself, what's wrong with you if the truth is so invasive? Right? So every now and then, someone will ask me a question like, well, you know, Iron Man, Iron Man, I got to lose weight. How do I lose weight? And the first thing I'll say is, um, well, you know, how much soda do you drink? And they'll say, well, I drink about a liter a, liter a day. And I'll say, well, all right, so the first thing you got to do is stop drinking soda and drink water instead. And they'll come back to me like, you're telling me losing weight is impossible. You'll say, I'll always be this fat. And I said, like, no, just stop drinking soda. Drink water instead, and we'll see what happens in, like, a month or two. But um, to them, that sounds like I'm saying that it's a permanent condition. It's kind of like racism. People say, I mean, I mean, you're saying that racism's permanent. You're saying the whites will always be bad, that they're biologically inferior. And I said, like, no, actually, none of that. I don't think the whites will always be bad. I think they're currently bad because they drink too much soda. Right? So like, I think, I think they, there are certain habits of interlocking um, uh, institutions that convey a certain quality of entitlement that's not consistent with racial justice. And all of these institutions can be redressed. And if we redress these institutions, it'll be fine. Because I don't think it's like biologically ingrained or anything like that. I think it's just a certain series of institutions. The thing is, they really don't want, they like the perks of those institutions. And they don't want the guilt of having institutions that they've realized themselves and worked for uh, actually being part of the problem. They don't want the implication. And so like, look, I'm just saying, just do, lose the soda weight and we'll all be good. And they're saying that it's a permanent, uh, it's a permanent problem. So, all right. Thank you for your time. I hope this has been helpful and I will talk to you next Thursday.